Hello, everyone. I am back today, and I thank you for joining me. I'm Dr. Laura Jagged, and you're listening to the How to Life podcast, and this is episode 80. We're talking about fear today, but not about what it is or why it occurs. When it's there, you know it. Fear really gets in the way of us doing things that we really want to do. It happens to all of us, no matter how old we are. It's a part of life, and it will come up now and then. But the only way to get past fear is to move through it. And having a plan or a formula really is something that'll be very helpful for you. The great thing about a formula is that it can be replicated over and over again and applied to all situations that scare you. And when you see that you can overcome obstacles and get to do or have or be those things that you want, your confidence becomes more solid every time. I really want to convince you of this. So I have brought on Wendy Pitts-Reeves, a woman who has done so much in her life and has done so by overcoming things that scared her. She knows the joys and challenges of doing what scares you on your way to personal and professional success. And she has a unique formula called the D7 framework for turning courage into confidence. You are brave. You just need a path. This is a really helpful podcast. Welcome to the How to Life podcast, Wendy. Thank you very much for joining me today. Absolutely. It's a real pleasure. Thank you. A big topic we're about to talk about, how to do big things that scare you. Yeah. I, this is going to be a very popular episode. I already know it. Before mm -hmm. we begin, will you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you? Sure. I am a licensed clinical social worker by trade, which means I've made a career out of mental health. I have been running a private practice for a very long time. But over the years, I've done lots of other things on the side. I've run several smaller businesses on the side. And I ran for office and served a term in public office. I've started several large conferences. I've traveled around the world. I've done a lot of things that were pretty scary at the time that if you told me in advance I was going to be doing those things, I would have said, you're nuts. There's no way but that's not true. We all do things we think we can't do. So today, the primary thing I do is I coach small business owners, especially healers who are in private practice or want to be. That's kind of my primary focus today. You were a healer yourself. So you yeah. know about this. Yes. Well, and we have so many issues healers do um, in terms of owning our own self-worth and bringing our best to the table and valuing what we bring and getting paid what we're worth, which is something I'm really, really, really passionate about. Because that's scary too, charging reasonable fees and standing up for yourself as a business owner. That's also scary. It's all the same thing. Let's talk a little bit about fear. Why do people use that as a reason not to do something, not to charge what they're worth? Mm. Well, you know, to me, the fact that something's a little scary just means you've got some common sense. There's nothing wrong with that. The trick is when you use that fear or anxiety or just a bad case of jitters to propel yourself forward or hold yourself back. That's the challenge. Um, because I, I tell my clients that if you're not scared to death, you're not growing. That's what I say all the time. So, if, if, you know, if you're not scared to death, the goal's not big enough. Let's shake it up a little bit. At a really, really basic level, fear is how we stay alive. Fear says, don't jump off the cliff. That's stupid. Why would you want to do that? 
Fear itself makes perfect sense. Sometimes that fear is keeping you alive. Sometimes that fear is holding you back in some pretty major ways. And learning how to recognize that and get yourself through it is important. I always like another favorite thing I tell people is that there is good stuff on the other side of terrified. And you have a system that you use. And we're going to talk about that system on how to approach big things that scare you. You want to give us the preface of the system right now? Yeah, it's how you turn courage into confidence. So what I tell folks is that you're already courageous. You may not recognize that in yourself, but you've already done scary things, whether it's making it from eighth grade to ninth grade and surviving freshman year in high school, or whether it was learning how to drive, or whether it was moving out into your first apartment, or whether it was asking somebody on a date. You've already done scary things, whether they worked well or not, you've done it. So you've got the courage. What I want folks to realize is that there are things you can do to take that courage that's already there and turn it into real confidence so that every time you bump into these things in the future, you begin to learn to trust yourself. Yeah, this is hard. Yeah, this is scary. But I've been down this road before, so I know I can do things like this. So what I realized was that there's a pattern to how I've done those things myself. I would have to choose which stories to share. I will just say one, one biggie was that when I was 21, I was applying for graduate schools around the country and was getting turned down and went through this big, major crash in my own confidence level, which was new to me. I wasn't used to that. And I went through this period of thinking, I've got to figure out a way to get back up on this horse. Because right now I was feeling like I had no future and there was nothing ever going to work right for me. So I consciously chose something that felt big and scary that I did not really think I could do or wouldn't have before. And that was to go to Europe. And I wanted to go to Europe. And I, at a time in my life when I had never known anyone who'd been out of the country, much less overseas, I was making $4.20 an hour, which dates me. <laughs> it was minimum wage at the time. And like only rich people go to over Europe, go to overseas. How, how is that even possible? But I set that myself as a goal that two years from now, I'm going to go overseas. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. So I had a dream. I need to do something big that I can prove to myself that I can do it. And then I made a decision. What is that big thing? You know what? I'm going to go to Switzerland. I've wanted to do that since I was a kid. I didn't really think I ever would because I thought I had a limiting belief that only wealthy people did that. But I had a dream. I made a decision. And the next thing I did was I declared that decision. And I always say you do that with your words or your wallet. I did it with both. I invested. I started taking German classes at my local university. I was already out of school, y'all. These were not audited. I mean, these were not like quickie 10 weeks to speak German. I took real live, honest to gosh, first year German, second year German, so that if I went overseas, I would know how to talk to people. That was a declaration of this intent. I also began to tell people, you know what? In a couple of years, I'm going to Switzerland. I don't know how, but I'm going to do it. So I had a dream. I made a decision. I did the declaration first. I began to talk about it and invest in it even before I had the how figured out. From there, dream, decide, declare, design. That's when I started figuring out how to do it. I went to the library because that's what we did back then, and checked out every book I could find about Switzerland and Austria and Germany. In addition to taking classes, I went to travel agencies and started collecting travel brochures. I bought books about how to travel overseas. I started reading everything I could get on, I could get my hands on. Today, I would have been Googling all that. 
I began to design how I was going to do this trip. Where am I going to go? What's it going to cost? How much money do I need to have? So if I'm going to go two years from now, how much do I need to be putting in the bank every month to figure that out? Dream, decide, declare, design. And then two years later, I bought a plane ticket. And a few months before that, I had started telling friends, you know what? I think I'm going to do, I'm going to do this cool thing I've been talking about. I wasn't kidding. I'm coming up. Anybody want to go with me? And in that intervening time, I had fallen in love. I ended up, that ended up becoming our honeymoon. And he went with me on that trip. So dream, decide, declare, deliver, bought the plane ticket, took the trip, which was massive and incredible and amazing and everything I thought it would be and more. Dream, decide, declare, design, deliver, debrief. After that trip, what did I learn? What worked? What didn't? What would I do different next time? Was it good that I didn't buy a Eurail pass and we rented a car and drove all over? Or next time would I have rented a Eurail? No, I like driving. Next time I do the exact same thing. Where would I go different next time? I did not love Italy so much. Italy was nuts. <laughs> you know? Like those kinds of experiences, debrief. What did you learn from it? What worked? What didn't? What are you going to do different next time? And then the final step is to dance, which is to celebrate what you did. So when I came home, that meant getting all my pictures organized. That meant having a party and showing everybody the slides. It meant putting together a scrapbook so that I could remember what I'd done. It meant staying in touch with people I met over there and just feeling really good about this big thing I had done. I planned it when I was 21. I went when I was 24. Since then, I, I realized that that pattern has carried me through Everything from launching a business to going to grad school to running for office to offering a program to doing my first live video to you name it, everything. Dream, decide, declare, design, deliver, debrief, dance. And you can apply that same thing to little things too. Like I'm going to go put in some job applications. Well, how big a deal is that? It feels like a really big deal. If you're shy or nervous or really a pretty strong introvert, or you've never done it before. Okay. My dream is I really would like to work at this store. Okay. Dream, decide, declare. How do I declare it? And I want to emphasize that because to me, that's the magic sauce. That's the secret weapon. I can talk about things all day long. I can make decisions all day long, but I can just as quickly undecide. If I tell somebody what I'm going to do, or I put money into it, I am so much more likely to follow through so much more likely. So if I tell my, if you tell your folks, I'm going to go apply for this job or heck you pull up the website and you download the application and you send it in, you just made a declaration or get a friend to come and sit with you while you do it. I've told my friend, I'm going to do it. Now I actually have to do it because they're sitting here. Anything it's accountability. It's putting a stake in the ground that goes, I'm telling the world, I'm not just kidding about this. And in the same process, I'm telling myself, I'm not just kidding about this. And from there, you will figure out the how. You'll find it. You may stumble around. It may not work. Fine. Dream, decide, declare, design. Your debrief is like, that didn't work. All right. What am I going to do different next time? Start the process over. When you encounter people who have a wall of fear, What is the thing that they are missing? I'm going to guess. I'm going to give my guess. I think that they get stuck at the how. They have an idea. They have a desire. And they don't 
do the first three steps. They just say, how am I going to do this? Or worse, someone will say, how are you going to do that? And then I don't know. Yes. Then it just gets thrown away. Is that what you have encountered too, Wendy? Oh my gosh, I get chills just hearing you say that because you nailed it. The how is never the problem. The problem is giving yourself permission to do what you really want to do. It's just giving yourself permission. As a psychotherapist, I've had people for years saying, I don't know how to leave this unhealthy relationship. I don't know how to leave this state where I don't want to leave anymore. I don't know how to go after this big promotion. I don't know how to start this big thing I want to do. I don't know how either, but you really want to do it, right? Yes. Well, then just give yourself permission to do it because a lot of times folks are asking me, is this okay? Is this a dumb idea? Am I wrong to want this? Is this being selfish? Do I have a right to want more? The how is not the problem. Just because your folks say something can't be done, just because your boss says something can't be done, your culture says something can't be done, figure it out. Once you make the commitment, you will figure it out. I guarantee you every single time you'll find a way. It's the ego that says you can't do that. You've never done it before. It's your real self that says, how fun would it be if we did it? I think we can do it. Let's do it. That's the harder voice to listen to. But I think by doing these steps, you do it in a different order. Don't worry about the how. Absolutely. As a wise person once said, it doesn't cost anything to dream. Dreaming really is like, that's not a waste of time. So when people say, oh, you're such a dreamer or you get your feet back on the ground, why, why can't I dream about something bigger? What's wrong with that? And, you know, if you really want something, you'll find a way, you'll find a way. If you don't want something, you'll find an excuse. Imagination is how we create our future. If you're not satisfied in your reality as it is now, then whip something up create something better. I I love what you're saying about like, imagine it, like literally see yourself doing it. Imagine what it feels like, you know, tap into all of your senses. What's happening around you? What time of day is it? What does the air feel like? What do you hear happening around you? Like really see yourself in that. And you're right. Like magic happens. Opportunities come. There are scientific studies that I can't quote. I've just heard them where it is said that the brain does not know the difference between what you're experiencing in your 3D reality and what you're imagining. So if you can feel the imagination, if you can feel the dream, it has to show up that way. Right, right. That's That's a very esoteric, deep conversation, which I would love to talk about. We don't have time to do that. But (laughs) I really want to talk about the word decide. That's one of my favorite advice to give. To want something is just a wish. It's very passive. You have to decide to do it. When you make a decision, that's when you turn your ship in that direction and go. Yeah. What do you advise your clients about the decision process, the importance of it and how to attain it? You know, the word decide comes from, I think the Latin root means to cut it means to cut off because when you make a decision for one thing, you were deciding against something else. And our tendency staying stuck in indecision is a way of not taking responsibility. Um, I like to think of that as response ability. When I make a decision, I am choosing to own that I have the ability to respond 
to opportunities in my life, to dreams and desires that I have, right? When I own responsibility, I'm saying I'm the one in charge of my life, nobody else. Making a decision frees up so much energy. Staying stuck, it's exhausting. But what I would say to somebody is a couple of things. If you're a high fact finder, if you're the kind of person that likes to really dig into the details and you need to know all the options, that's fine. Go do that. Um, Research things to death if you need to. But give yourself a deadline where at a certain point you're going to stop. I've collected as much information as I'm going to collect. Give yourself some kind of a deadline. And for accountability, tell somebody. And then once you've gathered all that information, I want you to sit with it. And let's talk about the information gathering part. One tendency that I see for folks who don't have enough trust in themselves is they ask everybody and their brother, what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? What do you think I should do? What do you think I should do? What do you think I should do? If you feel a compulsion to do that, I'm going to challenge you to keep it to three people, period, and no more than that. Don't ask more than three people. And my preference would be that you only ask one, whoever your greatest advisor is. But if you need to do a little bit more, then ask up to three. So ask three people and give yourself a deadline on how much research you're going to do. The reason I don't want you to do more than that is because when you ask people, they are giving you information from their point of view, their life experience, their level of confidence, their problem-solving abilities, their risk tolerance. When I give a talk to a room full of entrepreneurs, I always ask them, for those of you, how many people already have a business and a lot of hands will go up and I'll say, How many of you, your family thinks you're nuts to even be talking about this? All the hands still go up because it takes a certain amount of tolerance for risk. You'd be crazy to start a business. Why would you want to do that? A job is so much safer, supposedly. It really isn't, but that's what people think. So when you're asking other people, what do you think I should do? What's right for them isn't what's right for you. So I think it's fine to say, What are some things I'm missing here? What are some things I need to consider? What are some things that you can see that maybe I haven't thought of as I'm making this decision? Then go home and sit with that. And sitting with it is the challenge. We can't tolerate the discomfort of the indecision, right? So we just want to either keep talking about it, keep spinning our wheels about it, worrying about it, or blow it off and just do something, anything. Don't do that. Sit with that difficult in between where I've got all the information. Now I need to tune in. I encourage people to meditate, go for a walk, write in a journal, go sit with a cup of coffee somewhere and imagine it, play out the scenarios and see what it feels like in your body. I used to say, think about what's the worst thing that could go wrong. What's the absolute worst thing you can think of? Well, could you handle that? All right. Then what have you got to lose? But I actually, these days, I would rather say, what's the best thing that could happen? People want to hear the answer they've already concluded they want to hear from other people. So when you ask too many people and you get an answer that does not jive with what you wanted to hear, now you lose confidence, you shrink. Yeah, I agree. Not speaking about it too much with others. You know, there's a, there's an old scripture. I'm a Southerner. So we talk about this kind of thing that says, don't cast your pearls before swine. And I never really understood that. I used to think, what is that about? But I have come back to kind of appreciate that. Like, I think the most important thing you have to protect in pretty much anything you do in life that's worth it is your confidence. I say this, especially to entrepreneurs, but I think it applies anywhere because it is the thing we have to have to be able to do pretty much anything. 
if you tell too many people what the thing is you want to do, it's going to kill your confidence Mm -hmm. because people who love you, your mom, your best friend, your favorite uncle, they want you to be safe. They also may want you to live out whatever their dreams were. I mean, that happens too. But when you say, mom, do you think I should go do this crazy thing? Like go to Europe (laughs) when I have no idea how she's going to go. Oh, I don't know, honey. Why don't you go to Florida? It is so much better to do your own internal process, dream, decide, declare. And once you're ready to declare, you go tell folks, guess what I'm going to do? And they will go, wow, really? You're going to do that? Gosh, I could never do that. But good on you. Well, if you do the first three steps, you have proof. You have built confidence in yourself because you have done research. You have answers for all of their doubts. And when they see that confidence, they back down. You also have built some momentum towards reaching that goal. And when you have momentum behind you, no one really can throw you off track. So you want to build that up before you start saying, do you think I should do that? Or I have this great idea. What do you think about it? But it doesn't really have any foundation. Build that foundation first. So good. Once you learn these seven steps and you've proved it to yourself, You can start replicating the next time you come up against something scary. You look at your past successes and say, what did I do to get through that fear? Let me do that again. Chances are, I mean, there's a really high probability that I'm going to do it again if I follow the same pattern. And it doesn't really matter whether it works or not. Yeah, You're going to learn something. You're going to figure something out and then go try again. Be a practicing imperfectionist. This is so wonderful, Wendy. How can people find you? More about you, your website, and everything you have to offer. Probably the easiest place is just to find me on online, which is my name, Wendy Pitts Reeves, with that extra S in there, dot com. Wendy Pitts Reeves dot com. You know, if there's something I can do to support somebody who's got something scary and you just want to tell somebody, I'm fine if you want to shoot me an email, Wendy at wendypitsreeves.com and go, all right, this is nuts, but I think I'm going to do this thing. I'm going, all right, let's do it. Tell me when you've done it. Shoot me a text and tell me you did it. That's great. <laughs> You'll be an accountability partner. Um, I have a YouTube channel that you can find under my name, Wendy Pittsreeves, and I post weekly videos about how to grow a healthy and strong private practice which includes a lot of mindset issues around dealing with money in particular. And online, I will say I have a private Facebook group called the Ideal Practice Community. It's a great place for healers who would like to be with other people that they can talk about the hard stuff that they can't talk about anywhere else. Because we celebrate wins. We talk about money. We do all that stuff that you're not supposed to do when you're a healer. So the Ideal Practice Community on Facebook or my YouTube channel under my name. I wish I knew about that when I was in practice. Wendy, thank you very, very much for coming on today. This was an awesome topic. There's so much fear when you enter adulthood. Yes, you have it throughout your life, but in the beginning, you just need a little encouragement. You fulfilled that today, and that's what my show is all about. Thank you very, very much. You're very welcome. It's been a real treat. So what do you think? It's just a step-by-step process. Using this formula is like having someone hold your hand and it works. It works over and over again. You can do it. Are you ready to face something that scares you in your life? 
I recommend listening to these other episodes, which can give you some more encouragement and help to allow you to do those big things that scare you. Check out episode four, what to do when you don't know what to do. I have a technique to help you get clear about what it is that you want so that you can go ahead and do it. In episode 79, Katie Macon talks about self-coaching and tuning into your inner self to find your way. As we talked about in this interview, dreaming and imagining is an important step to achieving your goals. Episode 27 is called Get Your Head Into the Clouds. Julie DeLuca Collins is a self-proclaimed dreamer who has achieved so much personal and professional success by imagining it the way that she wanted and then going for it. And if you want to hear a real life dream come true story, check out episode 14, Painting the Dream. Famed international artist Pete Castro, also known as Castro Art, shares his rise to fame by holding the vision and moving through the fear. If you have fears about money, Wendy is currently promoting a course called Mind Over Money. It is a fun, inspirational, and strategic mindset reset for healers, coaches, and creatives who struggle in having a healthy relationship with money in their private practice or small business. All the links and contact information can be found in this episode's show notes at howtolife.com slash 080. I really appreciate the fact that you've chosen to listen to this podcast. I hope you find great value from it. A new episode airs every Tuesday. Please subscribe and you'll have it delivered right to you. Also, check out my YouTube channel, How to Life. There you will find the Mominars. Very short video tutorials on how to do basic life skills. You can also just go directly to my website, howtolife.com, and you can find all the mominars and podcast episodes there. Everything in one spot for you. That's it for today, my friends. If you would kindly hit the five-star rating button before you sign off, I would really appreciate that. And leave a review. That would be awesome. I will see you next time for more solutions to your how to life questions. Life is fun, and it is more fun when you have some knowledge along the way. Dream big and go for it. You are on your way, and you're doing so, so well. You got this.